0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today, we are moving from Exodus into uh, Leviticus. Bits of this story are taken from Leviticus and also from Numbers. And the title is Unholy Fire. God gave exact instructions to the people of Israel for how they were to worship him. Aaron, the brother of Moses, was chosen to be the high priest, and his sons were to serve with him. When Aaron would eventually die, they would replace him as high priest. The congregation gathered at the tabernacle for the ordination of these men. Moses anointed them with oil and made sacrifices to the Lord. He told Aaron and his sons that their ordination would last for seven days, and they were not to leave the tabernacle until it was over. Aaron's oldest two sons were Nadab and Abihu. During this time of ordination, they decided on their own to burn incense before the Lord. But they hadn't yet been told how to do that. So they didn't know they were to use live coals from the altar. Since they didn't know that, they put coals from a common fire into their censers. As soon as they came into the presence of the Lord, fire blazed out and killed both men. Everyone was shocked, but nothing could be said. Moses had some men take the bodies out of the camp. He told Aaron and his other sons that they had to continue with the ordination since they had already been anointed with oil before the Lord. This meant that they couldn't properly mourn their loss. So the rest of Israel mourned the death of the two men while their father and brothers continued at the tabernacle. On the second anniversary of leaving Egypt, the people of Israel celebrated Passover. They were still at Mount Sinai. A cloud hovered over the tabernacle during the day and it looked like fire at night. God had told them that as long as the cloud hovered there, they were to stay where they were. But if the cloud lifted, they knew it was time to continue their travels. One month later, after celebrating Passover, it was time for them to move toward the land of Canaan. As the people watched, The cloud lifted, and they set out from the mountain of God. They traveled toward the place where they were to enter the land of Canaan. Within a short time, the people started complaining openly about their hardships. This made the Lord angry and sent a fire among them, especially around the edges of the camp. Many people died. So the others ran to Moses for help. He prayed for them, and the fire stopped. They named that place Burning. Let's read Leviticus chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Well, these men who, who were to approach God on behalf of the children of Israel were to come on his terms. God killed them because they neglected to do as they were instructed. They were supposed to get the fire for their uh, censors from the brazen altar where the sacrifices are, quote, sin offerings. Uh, this is where the sin offerings were made, I should say. Any sinner wanting to approach God must do so on his terms, through repentance and faith in Jesus. Those who refuse to obey God will be destroyed by fire. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. See Second Thessalonians one seven to nine. Again, I'm going to bring up the fact. A lot of people will argue that you know, because they're these are atheists and non-believers or possibly seekers that hear so many preachers, all the telepreachers, talking about love and understanding and acceptance, and uh, so then so they just buy into the fact that that's what God is. God is this this loving, caring, fatherly figure. Um, which which is a part of, of God's nature, but, but that's not the whole picture. And then they read scripture like this, and it's, you know, what kind of God would just burn somebody? What kind of God would do that? He, that's evil. That's mean. You just, there, there's no justification for it. Well, think about how huge God is. And this is something we need to impress upon the lost world. Yes, God loves us like a father does. He loves us more than a father can. But what father doesn't discipline their kids? What father doesn't have rules? God is God. He is the most incredible entity of all. He deserves to be worshipped. He deserves to be, matter of fact, he is the only entity that is deserving of anything. He created everything. It's all his. It's his ball field it's his it's his ball. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. We are just players on the field, so to speak, and people lose sight of the fact that God is so good and one of the ways he can only be so good is to be just he He can't allow disobedience, he can't allow sin that's not even in his nature. that is so not of God, and this is why. Back in the Old Testament days, they had all these offerings. They had sin offerings. They had faith offerings. They had all these different kinds of. There were so many rules and laws. Not the moral law that we've talked about, the Ten Commandments, but the the Jews had all all sorts of laws of you know how they could eat, when they could eat. Um, they it was just this intense structure of laws that they had to live by, and. I guess I just I'm going on and on but the the key thing here is we've got to stop personifying God to the point that we we assume he's basically like a granddad you know like a human. Why would they do something like that? Well, he's not. He he loves us like a father or a grandfather, but he is God. He is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He is all-powerful and we are to honor and fear him he created i love. i love that meme that was sent out recently it's something about the sun can burn your eyeballs out at 92 million miles and you expect to just stroll in to meet his it's creator think about that but, you know the sun is this amazingly immense powerful thing in our in our solar system but it's just one of the billions of things that god created I'd like to leave you with this one little motivation here as well from a Mr. C.T. Studd. To be honest with you, I'm not sure who he is, but um, I'm reading from the Evidence Bible in response to Numbers chapter 10, verse 9. Let's read that. When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God, and you will be saved from your enemies. Okay. Mr. Studd's quote is Let us not glide through this world and then slip quietly into heaven without having blown the trumpet loud and long for our Redeemer Jesus Christ. Let us see to it that the devil will hold a thanksgiving service in hell when he gets the news of our departure from the field of battle (laughs) That's a good one Mr. C.T. Studd If you haven't already I encourage you to heed the Lord's call Turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program, and please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now, so ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.